17th day of autumn. Record tome of Pond, 212th recorded ritualist of Scale Song, the third village of the Serpent's Back Mountain Range. Weather was mild today, only a frost in the morning. Harvest should be bountiful this year, and the hunters left for an excursion this morning as well. I performed healings on the dewflower triplets sick with the flu around midday. I made note of a rotting musk ox corpse on the edge of town. I must teleport it away tomorrow, lest the smell attract griffins. I would have taken care of this issue today if not for a special request from the chiefess, which I will detail in full here as her request concerns me. Early this afternoon, I was gathering materials for the teleportation ritual I mentioned earlier. When, Chiefess Meridian barged into my abode and began chattering at me quite nervously, I would add. She closed the door behind her, along with my windows, and after my request for her to begin explaining from the beginning, she made a rather odd request. She wished for me to, using ritual's magic, of course, discover the whereabouts and dealings of thorn no-tusks, and what's more, she requested that I do so in secret. Of course, I protested. Using magic to spy on a member of our own village, uh, orc-kin or not, is against the traditions of being a ritualist. I explained this to her, of course, but she persisted, saying that she was worried for her safety and that she wished he would return home. Again, I protested, telling her that he was most likely safe and sound. Thorne and I were fellow pupils, and he was always competent. Once, in fact, I said that he had saved me from the, the disastrous results of a ritual we had attempted together. I also told her that were this to get out, her reputation would be damaged. The chiefess had only broken off romantic ties with Thorn six or seven months ago, and this was in order to secure a marriage with the sister of a chieftain a few villages over. Chiefess Meridian dismissed my concerns and ordered me to spy with my magic and to keep this all a secret. I could not refuse, but my concern convinced me to make this record just in case. So I performed the scrying ritual. In the reflection, I saw Thorn in the company of two humans. I quickly learned that they are named Etney and Duncan. They were traveling from swamps into riverlands, and something appeared to be troubling the young paladin, Duncan. But it didn't seem to slow them down, as they eventually arrived at a human settlement in Tullius, a run-down, cobbled-together fortress called Nape, which I didn't recognize at first. It quickly became apparent to me, though, that this Napeville used to be the home of a human wizard our village was once acquainted with. However, now it's seems to be being run by a group of mercenaries. Uh, the three walked through the town, rather bustling, which was nice to see. And eventually, though, they climbed the hill that the town was centered around, and at its peak rested the longhouse, wherein this nape, uh, I had overheard Etney discussing that he was called King Nape. Uh, either way, he resided in this longhouse. The trio met Nape, a large, rather idiotic military man, I gathered, and his halfling assistant, who he called Twoof, though I sincerely doubt that is his true name. Etney fixed the king's door, which put uh, King Nape in a good mood, uh, easier for negotiating, as I understand. After some deliberation and investigation, the group was told uh, to, in no uncertain terms, rid the town of whatever was causing all of its inhabitants to experience nightmares every single evening. Additionally, they were told that after dealing with this problem, that there was a tower nearby that was worth investigation. At this point, uh, I told the chiefess Meridian that Thorn was fine, and that we should cease invading his privacy. Alas, I could not convince her, so we continued. We observed their investigations and exploits within Napeville during the day as the three waited for the night to fall and the nightmares to begin. They conducted various investigations uh, into theories they had concerning the cause of the nightmares. 
Some thought uh, curses or powerful creatures. Some even poison in the drink. However, little came of these theories as of this moment. As they were making little progress, each of the travelers took care of some minor tasks or entertained themselves one way or another, only to pass the time, I suppose. Edney, the emulator, decided to drink her afternoon away. I think her hope was that being tipsy would improve her mood with Nape. However, I, I think she may have gone overboard a little. Duncan found a shrine and prayed to Yzmal, who, as I understand, is a god of justice and light that the humans worship. Thorne and Duncan trained in hand-to-hand -hand combat a little later. Additionally, Thorne appeared to be continuing his training in spellcasting, attempting to call upon greater magical power. Uh, more power than I've ever seen him use, and perhaps too much for his body to handle. I made a comment on this to the chieftess, Meridian, and she noted how reckless he can be. Not long after this, the group was approached by a halfling named Jor Nayworth, a high-ranking member of the International Treasure Hunters Guild, and later they directed a lost suitor towards his destination. As the sun began to set, Thorn and Duncan decided to patrol the town, and Etni chose to guard Nape personally. At this point, I must admit, I was very curious about the problem facing the trio, and decided to continue watching Etni as well, in case she was the one who cracked the case, so to speak. Etni, though, who was very drunk at this point, went to the longhouse and first began speaking to Twoof, Nape's assistant, who seemed to be the power behind the throne, so to speak, taking care of uh, the business proper. Etni also began to subtly interrogate Twoof, or at least attempts to. Meanwhile, Thorne and Duncan sat on the town's wall discussing their past experiences with the Paladins Academy and Mages College, respectively, uh, which it appears Thorne had visited. The pair uh, appeared to be becoming friends, and I noted this to the chieftess, who had a rather sad look on her face at this. Etni and Twoof, meanwhile, decided to check on the sleeping king, who was currently very clearly having nightmares, uh, thrashing about in bed, and appeared to have a very pained expression upon his face. And at this moment, as well, Thorne and Duncan noticed the townsfolk as well, beginning to have many night terrors across, across the entire village. Thorne continued to try and discover the source of this nightmare with Duncan's help and Duncan's textbooks. Simultaneously, despite her best efforts, Etni, who was quite drunk, fell asleep, as did Twoof, and they fell asleep beside the nightmare-wracked king. And at this moment, my, my ritual began cutting out as I had run out of mint leaves, a key ingredient in scrying rituals. The chieftess left for the kitchens immediately to retrieve more to resume the ritual, and despite my protest following her out the door, I couldn't stop her. 